0: what's up everybody this is cornell from get to fit the podcast and you are tuned in to episode number 14 with matt Masarya from the youtube fitness channel matt does fitness let's do it
1: yeah you are now rocking with get to fit with your host cornell green you're the best now i away some time look time to let the world go Put on your headphones, turn up your speakers. It's about to get deep. Only dreams come to sleepers in hard work, babe. And I bet what you remember, most of the hard work days. You with corn they agree, the master of the interview. Take a minute or a few, just to get a minor This is all about success. Success is what women would do. The man in the mirror is the change. Tell me who are you? You here to get your mind right. Advice to keep your grind tight. They done it, ain't going tell you how to do it. That is hindsight. You were here to set and raise the bar like a Klondike. Show stupid, please. That don't even rhyme right. Only got the best here. Never get to rest here. Only doing the show because we hope you have a blessed year. and That's real. We gonna show you how to climb that hill. Ain't no mountain top or no ceilings. This not the time to get in your feelings. Hope you can't work. We not chillin'. Insane. There's no game without no pain. There's no plan without no brain. So let's go get it. We glad you came. Yeah
0: hey what's up everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Get to Fit podcast and I have Matt Morcia from the YouTube fitness channel Matt does fitness how you doing Matt I'm
2: good thanks buddy I'm good how
0: are you uh, awesome man thank you for coming on the show today Matt take a few minutes share something about yourself personal that you know the listeners may not already know before we get into this interview
2: right so a very quick kind of outline of me um i up until recently, I used to do uh, track and field, so I was a long and triple jumper. Um, I did that for like seven or eight years, quite a lot of my life. I jumped, I competed for my country, I jumped for England, that was like the highlight, and then cut almost a couple of years ago now, I uh, suffered a pretty major back injury, um, and so I haven't been able to jump since. That was uh, two years ago in December, um, and so since then I've been uh, I kind of made the transition from like track and field athlete to what I am now as kind of like a
0: powerlifter, I guess. Matt, where I start with get to fit is getting to know. You know, you're making YouTube videos. You make you share a lot of great content on your channel. I come to find you and be very entertained about you know how you you know present yourself, present your uh, workouts. You do some great stuff on there. Thanks man, thank you, dude. So moving a little bit further back, though, I want to know where did that fitness journey start for for you? You know, when did you make that decision that fitness was going to be a big time priority in your life moving forward? Is there a time that you can remember that you can share with us? Uh,
2: that's that's hard to say. I mean, to be honest, I've always I've always been sporty like, like since I can remember. I mean, when I was really really I'm I'm a big um I'm a big football like soccer fan. I support Arsenal, and I've always I mean, I can remember being really, like, I mean, some of my earliest memories, I can remember being a big Arsenal fan, and I remember going out and playing football, like, every single night, I'd come home from school, i um, go and play football, um, I remember doing a bit of track and field when I was younger, but I mean, to be honest, I've always been active, I come from quite an active family, so I've kind of, and I've got two younger brothers, so I was always kind of messing around with those guys, um, and it was just like a, I mean, it was, I don't remember it ever being like a decision, it was just something I've always done, you know, I was kind of always done that from a very young age. And then, like I said, I mean, when I was doing athletics, that gradually kind of progressed to the point where I was training every day effectively. And it's just kind of carried on through. I mean, it's just, to me, it's so kind of inbred in me that I can't, like I said, it's not really a choice. It's just something right. that I do kind of instinctively, really.
0: For most boys, it's just what you grow up doing and then you find yeah, angle it. you want to go with it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly it, yeah. Totally relatable. So, well, then, in that case, then, I'm quite sure you got some amazing stories that you can tell us but the story that I would ho- I was hoping that you can share with us today would be a struggle, a early struggle during that time in your life when you encountered some form of resistance or setback. That was difficult. You learned something from it, and you use it today to press forward through any trial or tribulation that you're faced with today. Is there a story that you can share with us today? Um. Yeah, I mean, I touched on it briefly
2: earlier on. So, I mean, what I would say is that my, uh, my back injury, so, like I said, I mean, I was... I was a track and field athlete, and I kind of gradually progressed and improved, and I got to the point where I jumped for for England. Um, and at that point, it was—I mean, it was kind of like a viable option. I was kind of seeing myself. I mean, that, that that was going to be my career. I wanted to. I mean, in in track and field, it's very hard to to do it full time and to get paid. There's a very—I mean, you pretty much have to be in the top kind of twelve in the world to get funded to be able to do that as your job. Mm. But I mean, I felt like I was—I I had the opportunity to do that. The like I said, two years ago I had a seat like my kind of last season where I really, really pushed the bar out. I was really, I was training like twice a day, six days a week. I was really going for it. Um, and it's one of those situations where it's kind of like make or break. So either I would have, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, at the time I felt incredible. I, I was in the best shape of my life. Um, but it's one of those where either it all comes together and you obviously you know you go on and and smash it, all, or obviously your kind of body breaks down. And unfortunately, that's what I had. So I had a um like low like pain in my lumbar spine for a couple of months um and to be honest as a triple jumper that's kind of you're you're, you're kind of constantly managing little injuries like that so it wasn't something kind of of really concerned me okay but um and I was getting treatment and stuff it was never a big issue but it just kind of gradually got progressively worse um and it got to the point where I was having to really modify my training and then eventually I mean I had a couple of jump sessions and I literally you know I was getting it where I finished training i would have to go home and just i would just be lying down for hours and hours I I couldn't I couldn't stand up I couldn't I had very limited mobility, so I got a scan, and yeah, I, I discovered that I had like a pretty prolapsed disc in my lumbar spine, and that is obviously what's causing the the, the pain, Um, and so, I mean, I was pretty devastated, because this was in December, and i just spent the best part of uh, four months, like I said, training, I was probably training for four to five hours like split over two sessions every day. Wow. Um I was and I mean I've just done the winter which is we do all the horrible, horrible conditioning work so I was you know, I mean I was throwing up weekly, I was doing really, really horrible sessions and it was all to kinda of carry me through to the summer knowing that I was gonna have a massive season. And obviously this happened and it really you know, I mean for the first kind of week or so after finding that out I was pretty devastated. I mean, the problem is that, obviously, when you're doing triple jump, you need to be massively, you need to be so kind of committed. You can't hold back because then it's going to be, you know, obviously, like, you won't you won't jump very far. Um, and the issues I had is that firstly, obviously, with this injury, if I ever was to make a comeback, that, like, that would always be in the back of my mind. I'd never be kind of fully committed. And also, it's just the fact that I don't want to, you know, I mean, if I was to kind of make it worse, then you risk having to have surgery. And you know, I don't want to be like in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. You know,
0: I'm, right. I'm 28
2: now. So if I live, if I live till I'm a hundred, that's like 70 years. And this is a very small portion of my life. I don't want to jeopardize the rest of my, of my uh, you yeah, know the, the quality of my life. So I've made the decision to stop um, track and field. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the thought of being like a powerlifter was the kind of last thing on my mind. Wow. Um, but I just kind of gradually got into it. You know, I started doing a bit of bodybuilding building and then I found that I could do, you know, I could squat and I could deadlift lightly, um. And then I've got to the point now where I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm setting, I'm doing PRs for squats and deadlifts uh, on a regular basis, um. And I'm getting no pain, no issues whatsoever. I mean, to be honest, my back feels better now than it did when I was jumping. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty crazy turnaround really
0: and i'm glad you said that because it seems like on your youtube channel every week you're uploading a new pr <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or you're showing a new struggle which leads to your strength you know in the famous words of knight williams you know without no struggle there's no strength and you yeah. you really push yourself to failure to the point where you know you're dropping the weights but you show all <laughs> that man and i i think it's real and it's up front and you and you show people that you know you're gonna give it your best, even if you confront failure, and know that if you keep pressing forward, you know you're conquering. And that's one thing that I love about your your channel. Aside from the the, the jokes in the beginning of your videos, <laughs> I think you got a nice little test going on, man. So keep that going on as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, I'm always like going back to the
2: field Like even when I was, I'm I'm quite kind of I'm quite OCD. So so, so I like having things recorded, and I'm also I'm really really like I'm kind of, I'm quite, I'm quite. I guess I sound quite extrinsically motivated. So I, I love having like targets. I constantly, I like to measure everything. I mean, even when I was jumping, I'd, you know, I'd, every single session I did, I'd measure everything, and I'd always try and beat it every single time. And obviously, that's that's kind of carried over to what I'm doing now. And I mean, it does, yeah, it has pros and cons. Like sometimes it can be a bad thing because obviously, if you keep trying to beat stuff, inevitably you're, you know, you're, you're going to have sessions where you don't do it, and obviously you kind of beat yourself up. But then at the same time. I find for me personally, if I'm not if I'm not trained to try and beat something, I find it very hard to get motivated to 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 really kind of go for it, you know. I find it re- unless I'm unless I've got a target and I've got something that I'm desperately trying to beat, then I yeah, I find it very hard to kind of push myself to that to, to that kind of extent.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, since you touched on motivation, that was gonna be our next topic, you know, in your own words, how you view it how do you view motivation and then from there why do you think so many people lack it or can't sustain it? You know, primarily from your environment and where you're from and what you've learned. Is there something that you can touch on with motivation there? Um, I mean,
2: I, it's, it's, I think it's hard. It's very, I think it's very personal. I think some people, you know, everyone draws like, everyone gets motivated by different things and everyone draws on it in different in different areas. I mean, for me personally, I mean, like a lot of people say, because I, I, I do, like, I train six days a week, and a lot of people say to me, you know, like like how can you you know? Because I mean, I, I work every day, and, and I finish work, and I go training, and I'll be at work, and my and my work. Uh, some of my work colleagues will say, you know, how how can you be bothered to go home and then go out and go training again? And I mean, it's almost like I said. I mean, it's, but for me, it's more kind of like a, it's more habitual. I think if you if you train frequently enough and you experience the the, the kind of the the positive results of that, it just becomes that that kind of a, that in itself becomes motivation because you know how you feel when you train and you know how you feel when you don't train and that for me is enough you know i know that if i don't train I'm gonna feel horrible um, you know, I I'm, mean i'm gonna feel like I haven't you know I haven't earned the, the the right to rest or to, to eat loads of you know nice food and stuff and i think that in itself is the motivation because i know that if i do train you know I've, I've got experience of how nice it feels to get a really big session and then go home and relax um and like i said i mean the contrast to that is I know that if I don't train I'm gonna feel i'm gonna kind of you know, I just don't feel right, and I think I think some people don't, particularly if they haven't got a experience of training for a long period of time, they haven't kind of developed that that kind of um, that feeling and that experience. so for them, for them, it's more they can't look to the long term. You know, like I mean, for me personally, I'll finish work and the short term, I'm thinking I can't be after training. I'm I'm tired. I'm I want to go home and sit down. I can't be bothered to train, but I can look past that to the long term and think, you know, I I know that after the session, I'm going to feel really good and after a week of training, I'm going to be set PR and things like that. And obviously people that haven't had the experience built up over time of training consistently can't kind of draw on that long-term. And so they're just, all they see is the short-term, which is I feel really tired, you know, I've had a hard day, I want to go home. Uh, and so that kind of overrides any other feeling. And so they, so they kind of give in to that. But I think the more you fight off that urge and the more you kind of persist and you go and train, if you do that on a daily basis over a long period of time, it just becomes habitual. And you develop the ability to kind of, you know, just it, like when you are, because obviously, you know, inevitably you're going to have days where you're really tired, and training is the last thing you want to do. But you've got to, like I said, look past that kind of short-term uh, thought and look towards, you know, the the long term, which is how you're going to feel as a result of getting that getting that training.
0: So you you look at everything with a long-term perspective. I, I think so. I mean,
2: I, I, I mean, it's quite, I mean, I think I'd have a mix. I mean, I I do. I do tend to kind of live in the now, so I, you know, I want. To, I'm quite impatient. I want to do everything now. I, I don't want to wait, you know. But at the same time, I do try. I do kind of look, like I said, at least, you know, I look a few hours in because I think, you know, I right now I don't want to train, and right now this feels horrible. But I know that getting it done, I'm going to feel brilliant in, in an hour, or in two hours, or in a day. And so it's worth doing it now for that end result, you know. And I think that takes time to kind of build that up, build up that um, that kind of awareness. I think.
0: Now you've taken control of the interest in powerlifting. So, you know, with that, what is it that drives you with the powerlifting? Is it is it the desire to get that next PR? Like what is it that just has you coming back for more and pressing harder for, you know, better numbers? Is, is there anything specific that you can put your finger on that's driving you constantly when you feel like you just want to go home and sit down?
2: I love the, the, the feeling of just, you yeah. know, Killing yourself in the gym and then and then going home and just kind of relaxing. And that that for me, that's that's one of the best feelings, knowing that you've done the work and now you can relax. But I think on top of that, it's it's kind of where I was doing track and field. You know, particularly in the summer, so around this time, I'd be competing at least once a week. And obviously, where I was bodybuilding initially after the injury, I started to miss that kind of that that competitive element because obviously bodybuilding, you know, obviously you can compete, but in terms of the numbers and things like, that, it's very kind of the 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 sport itself is very subjective, whereas with obviously powerlifting it is very black and white. Either you lift a certain weight or you don't. You know, there's no kind of right. there's no kind of grey areas. Um, but like I said, I just kind of started to, to to miss competing, so I wanted something competitive, and obviously powerlifting in in, in that respect is the perfect thing. Because obviously, I mean, initially now I'm just trying to I'm just trying to lift heavier and heavier every single session I lift. But obviously, ultimately, I do want to compete, and I do want to try and you know win some competitions and and try and progress. In, in the sport, so that's kind of, that is my main motivation to, to, to lift heavier. is that I want to get to the point where I feel like I can go to a, you know, a decent level of competition and, and do well.
0: Well, you, you make you making the moves, Matt, man, and I, I encourage you to keep it up, man, and I, you know, from your comments on your YouTube channel, people are definitely inspired into what you're doing, and also entertained, so thank you for sharing that, man, it was a great message, so moving on, I'm quite sure you're familiar with uh, the man Arnold Schwarzenegger, Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, this is the part of the show where I ask you, you know, what this means to you. I'm going to read a quote and I just want to get an idea of how it resonates with you. Just like in bodybuilding, failure is also a necessary experience for growth in our own lives. For if we're never tested to our limits, how will we know how strong we really are? How will we grow? What does that mean to you, Matt? Um, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty,
2: that's pretty
0: awesome. I mean,
2: I, I, I definitely just kind of echo that, really. I mean, I think, I think there's kind of two key points here in terms of failure. I think the first one is that, I mean, that quote kind of touched on that, Obviously, if you don't, if you never, if if you never fail, then you can't, I don't think you can kind of fully enjoy and appreciate success unless you've experienced failure. You know, I mean, that's a bit of a cliche, but obviously, there's nothing better than failing. I mean, looking at my deadlift, for example, recently, I, I failed at a particular weight a few times, yeah. and then I came back and I got it, and that made it, 10 times better than if I had never failed, you know, because obviously I know how bad I felt after failing, and then to then hit it, you feel you know, it's, it's an incredible feeling and I think on top of that, the second point is that, just in terms of progression alone, you know, you can't progress unless you are pushing yourself to failure, at least occasionally you are making it very hard for yourself to progress, you know I mean, you know, it, it can be done you can progress, if you manage everything perfectly, then you can you can make progression without ever failing, but I think that requires a massive amount of kind of auto-regulation. I think you need to, it's make you're making things much harder. You know, if you, if you go to failure, that is obviously an easier way of knowing that you push yourself to the limit, you know, you can do it sensibly and then that allows your body to adapt and you come back stronger. And it's just a very, it's a very kind of basic and kind of, yeah, but I mean a very basic way just to kind of regulate how you're training and, and to make sure you are, you're pushing yourself sufficiently to obviously
0: stimulate the adaptation to occur. You know, when I watch your channel, uh, when I watch your eating videos, you know, one thing I notice is your appearance, man. Even, you know, with the shirt on, you know, your your, your biceps are popping, veins are busting out everywhere. (laughs) Like, I mean, you look ripped. I mean, and when I see it, I see hard work. But a lot of people in the world that you display your time and your hobbies to don't see it that way. So the next video that I'm about to basically play is... Something that you know I thought was very important, message that I thought we need to talk about on the Get To Fit podcast. So, this episode is called Say It Again. Well, this session is called Say It Again, where I play a video from a YouTube channel. We talk about it and try to come to terms on what you're trying to say. Now, everybody, this video is called Everyone is on steroids.
2: Let's talk about um, a topic, summit, which is becoming uh, more and more prevalent, uh, particularly recently, um, and that is. A scenario whereby people think it is acceptable to just say he's on drugs, he's on drugs, he's on, just to kind of outright accuse you know, everyone left, right, and center of uh, being on performance enhancing drugs, steroids, growth hormone, whatever. Okay, um, now I watched a video recently on this, uh, by Dan at Home Physique, I'll link it in the description, it's a brilliant video. And um, what he, but he used kind of um, an analogy and it's a fantastic one. What he said was, if you are, uh, if you go to the gym and you finish up and you go into the changing rooms. And you see a guy who is massively well endowed. Um, you would not automatically think he's taking drugs. Like that would never cross your mind. If you saw someone that was, yeah, like a really symmetrical, like you know, really attractive, um, handsome face, you wouldn't think they've had surgery. But like you know, that would again, that would never cross your mind. That would not be the thing you would think. So why yeah. is it when people see someone that is, you know, huge or massively ripped, why is that the automatic assumption that they are taking performance-enhancing drugs? Now, I'm not naive. I do understand that uh, you know athletes, particularly in the bodybuilding kind of world, um, drug use is prevalent. There are obviously a lot of guys that are taking the stuff, and it doesn't help. You know, when you get big cases of athletes um, who you know, you know, they claim to be clean, and it comes out later that they have been taking stuff. That obviously doesn't help, and people become more kind of um, suspicious and pessimistic about this. But yeah, I mean. It's, I don't think it's fair to see a guy you have never met before. You have absolutely no knowledge of their life or you know their their background to say yeah he's taking drugs. He's definitely taking drugs. I mean I myself have even been, I had people a few times. People have said to me in comments, you know definitely taking drugs. I've had someone said to me I, point blank, I know you are taking drugs, which is absolutely preposterous. It's ridiculous because obviously, you know a that's a lie and b. I've worked really hard, you know, I try to, I do eat a lot of food, I try to eat well, I try to live my life the right way, and it's, you know, it's massively insulting for someone to turn around and just say, no, you're, you're taking drugs,
0: okay? Everybody, you can find that video in its entirety at get2fit.com slash fitness Matt, this is a big time issue with a lot of YouTubers, with a lot of bodybuilders, and I feel like it really takes away from all the hard work that you guys put in. Now, you never really know 100% what's going on, but for the most part, I mean, to just blatantly flat out come out and say, you know, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. Don't you feel disrespected and slighted from all the hard work that you put together to, you know, present your frame and and, and your gains to the world? I mean, how, how does that how does that bother you? <laughs> it
2: does. I mean, I could, yeah, I could talk about this for a long time. I mean, to be honest, it does. It annoys me. But I think you've got to see it for what it is. You know, I. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you don't take drugs, then obviously you don't have, you know, it's not really, like, I mean, for my personal, you know, my personal, I've like I I had people that have, that have accused me of taking, taking drugs. Now, I know I don't take them, so as much as it does annoy me, you know, I can, you know, I can leave the computer and I can forget about it and I don't really care anymore, but it's, you, you've got to take it for what it is, which is obviously, I think it's just a very kind of lazy, easy kind of thought. You know, if someone is struggling in their life or someone is struggling in their training to achieve a certain goal, it's much easier for them to turn around and say, yeah, that person has done it. They've done it by cheating. That's why I can't do it. You know, like if you're you're trying to, I don't know, if you're trying to lift a certain weight and you just can't do it and then you see someone else who lifts that weight, it's much easier for you to say, yeah, they've done it by cheating instead of saying, right, they've trained harder than me, so I'm now going to train harder or I'm now going to eat better or I'm now going to... Sleep more. I'm now going to stop, you know, drinking or whatever. It's much easier than to take that option to say, yeah, you know, that's unattainable for me because I'm not taking drugs. That's that's the easy way out. And so, I think you've got to kind of take it with a pinch of salt and just, yeah, just take it for what it is, really.
0: Now, do the comments and the negative, t- the negativity around that does that bother you? <laughs>
2: like I said, I mean, not not really. No, I mean, uh, to be honest, not at all. I mean, I don't have I don't have anything to worry about in that department. So I don't really. I don't really spend time thinking about it. Right. I think it's only people that obviously, you know, are taking drugs that will be concerned. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like whenever you make anything public, you're, there's always going to be negativity. Like, you know, it's at least elements of it. So I think it's just something you've got to just accept and,
0: and just, just get on with it, really. Cool. Well, I man, I mean, you're definitely, you know, doing great things. And you show you're progressing, man. You, you show where you succeed and where you where you fail. You know, you're stupid ripped. And um, I look at it as just, you know, unnecessary hate, you know, unnecessary hate for somebody that sees somebody doing what they wish they can do or somebody having what they wish they can have. So, you know, keep yeah, doing what you're yeah. doing, Matt, man, you're motivating, you're inspiring, you know, by, you know, what you take the time to hold yourself accountable for, which is that is pushing yourself to the end and end result of reaching your goal. So thank you for sharing that. That was a great message. Now, moving on to YouTube, Matt, you know, what do you enjoy about making these YouTube videos? I mean, you started, you know, fairly recently, a little over a year. You joined in, you know, March of 2013, and you've already cranked out over 200 videos. So you really love doing this. What do you enjoy about it? Um, I think I'd say probably there's
2: a few things. I mean, first and foremost, it is, is, like I said, about, you know, um, about kind of having targets and having things to beat. I think you can kind of link that with being accountable. I think if you like now, I know that I'm I'm recording my my. I mean, pretty much every one of my sessions, and I know that people are kind of are aware of what I'm doing in my training. And some, I mean, you know there, there are some people that will be waiting to see what I do next. So obviously, I know that I'm under pressure. Yeah. I know that if I have a bad session, that it's gonna, you know, people are gonna see it and it's gonna have a, a repercussions. So that in itself, I kind of that is a massive kind of motivator for me because I know that I, you know, I've got to do well. I know that if I don't do well, I'm going to get some stick for it, and obviously the flip side is that if I do well, I'm going to get loads of praise. You know, so obviously that in itself is a, is a big motivator. So that yeah, that 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 makes it kind of fun for me to go there and obviously film my stuff. Um, uh, I'll be honest, yeah, you know, I'm 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 a little bit vain, you know, so it's quite it's quite nice to <laughs> to film something to get like compliments and stuff. You know, you yeah, yeah, everyone. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, you can say though, but I mean, I think I think everyone likes that, you know. Everyone, at least to a de- to a degree, is going to enjoy that.
0: The positive um, ones, of course.
2: And I think you know, as well. Obviously, you know, I do want it to be a success. I I, I would like my channel to be, you know, to really grow, and me to kind of eventually make that into a career of some of some sort. So, obviously, what I'm doing now is hopefully kind of contributing towards
0: that. Cool, awesome. Now, you know, I look at your channel. I'm quite sure you look at a lot of other YouTube channels. Is there one channel that you can point out that you're subscribed to that you feel provides helpful content to the YouTube fitness world? Is there one in particular that you just love?
2: There's a few. I mean, I'd say, I probably have to say, Johnny Candito, like um, Candito Training HQ. He's a, I mean, I don't know if you're aware of him, he's a a powerlifter. He is, I mean, he's stupidly strong. He's only, I think he's only 21 or 22. Uh, he's been making videos for quite a while, but he's like, you know, he's ridiculously strong. But he's also very, very knowledgeable. Um, and he's one of those guys where you just know, you know, I mean, some channels, you know, they they release some good, to- some good content and some kind of mediocre content. You know, when you watch one of his videos, it's gonna be really good content. You know, he puts a lot of time into it, and he always everything, every single thing he says, you can really kind of take it, and you can really kind of use it. So. For me personally, I will say definitely,
0: um, yeah, Candido. Yeah, is great. Johnny Candido's uh, been referenced on this show quite a few times. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Johnny. Need to get him on for an interview. Topic base, holler <laughs> at me, Johnny. <laughs> so you know, with that being said, what do you think separates you know your channel from others that we may find on the YouTube space that somebody would definitely benefit from? What what separates Matt Does Fitness from others, in your opinion?
2: I'd say a few things. I say, I mean, you touched it before. I am a bit of a weirdo. I do say kind of weird, you know, stuff that some people might interpret as funny. So <laughs> I think that's I think that's different, you know. I think also I think I, even though I am training predominantly as a powerlifter, I still think I've got elements of being a bodybuilder. And I think, you know, that's it's not it's not completely rare, but I think a lot of powerlifters. Aren't kind of you know they don't really focus on the aesthetic side of it, and a lot of bodybuilders conversely don't focus on the strength side of it. So I like to think that I kind of have a combination of those two factors. So I you know I can appeal to a wide range of people training. um And I think also um, a lot of particularly bodybuilders, yeah, you know, they are they're so kind of anal with their diet, and that every single thing is kind of moderated to the absolute you know extreme entity. And I and I. I mean, I do, you know, I do try to eat well, but I'm going to be honest, I, I do eat a lot of crap, you know, I eat a lot of cakes, I eat a lot of, I don't know, doughnuts and those kind of things. And I think as well, I think that's also quite rare. I don't think there are many people that, I mean, you can, you know, you can look, I've got a few kind of crazy eating videos, like eating challenge type videos. Um, and I'm going to do a, I'm going to do more of those, but I think that's kind of a niche that I have in that I can fulfill, you know, like the powerless, bodybuilder type uh, role, but, yeah, I can do some pretty, like, uh, stupid uh food related things at the same
0: time i don't i mean i don't think it's stupid i think that's where you know especially this youtube bodybuilding space is going and you know that's flexible dieting you know i mean you're putting the work in in the gym you know you have your goals but you know you still want to be happy and enjoyable about the things you do and sometimes the food you eat even if it's you know 15 percent of what you're taking in on a regular basis so um, I enjoy the videos. You know your crazy cheat days, or <laughs> you know your four thousand calorie meals. I mean, you I mean, it's interesting, and a lot of people are going that way because you want to sometimes mix it up and make it fun. So you know, moving on to nutrition, you know, aside from the crazy cheat days, how does your you know your daily intake of food look like? What what does a day of eating look like for Matt Does Fitness? Um, I
2: mean, this is another thing that I think is a bit different. Is that I think I mean I I I speak to now, especially on YouTube. I speak to a lot of kind of strength kind of based athletes and bodybuilders, and I don't really know of any. I mean, that don't really kind of count their, you know, their macros. I mean, right. everyone I know could probably reel off to you, you know, how many carbs they eat a day, how, yeah, you know, how much protein, how much fat, how many calories. Um, I, I, I've never done that. I've never ever done that. I've That's always.
0: Awesome.
2: I mean, I do, I do try and. I mean, protein is the one thing that I am sure I get enough of. Right. You know, I'm 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 kind of wary of obviously making sure I'm eating enough protein. But aside from that, I literally just, I mean, especially recently, I'm just eating as much as I can, really. Obviously, where I've gone towards powerlifting, I am very wary of the fact that, I mean, I, I do have a very fast metabolism, so I need to eat a lot of food, otherwise I lose weight. So, I mean, I, I'm i obviously wary of the fact that, you know, if I don't eat enough food, I'm going to make it much harder for myself to make the strength gain. So, at the moment, I'm just pretty much eating as much as I can. So, I mean... To give you kind like of brief, I mean, I, I reckon. I mean, I don't ever count this, but I mean, if if, if, if I've, on occasion I've made like a full day, a full day of eating mm-hmm. video, and in that case, I've worked out how many calories I've eaten in a day, and I say I'm probably. I, I mean, it's hard to say because it varies, but I say on average probably about four and a half thousand calories a day. I reckon I eat, and even then. I mean, I was doing that for probably about two months, and I didn't put on any weight at all. And i was obviously lifting very heavy, so yeah. I'm probably going to try. I mean, like I said, I am trying to eat as much as I can. I'm probably going to try and eat more big breakfasts. I have a big, I have kind of three big meals, um, and in those meals, I consume as much as I can. And then around that, again, I'll just try and get as much food in as possible. So I eat a lot of like you know a lot of nuts, a lot of cereal bars, uh, a lot of kind of yogurt, and I mean just pretty much anything I can get hold of, I will eat. So at work. I've got a bit of a reputation, I'll eat my meal and then I'll kind of hoover up all the leftovers. I just try and get as much food as much food as I can really.
0: Now on your channel you don't make things complicated at all. You know, you keep it really simple, you know, deadlift, bench press, squat, a lot of compound exercises. Um, break down to us, you know, how you view your workouts and your routines and one of the some of the things that you focus on that you display in your channel and your belief on what it takes for you to stay strong and you know definitely produce them uh, serious gains. I mean, you said that. I mean,
2: to be me, honest, my my focus now is definitely on the powerlifting moves. Obviously, just the squat, deadlifting, the bench. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's funny. I mean, like when I first hurt my back, I, I was I, I kind of initially, obviously partly because of the injury and partly because I you know I just kind of the macho part we wanted just to get massive. I just started bodybuilding, so I spent a few months just effectively training as a bodybuilder. Not kind of really deliberately, but just because that was the easiest thing to do. Um, and, I mean, after a while, I found that my kind of progress started to plateau a bit because I think, I think for me personally, training that way, I found it quite boring. And I think also, obviously, where you're not, you are trained to failure in terms of your sets, but because you're not lifting, you're never lifting a real, you know, you're not never lifting a high percentage of your max. So I think it's very hard to kind of just, it's very easy just to get into kind of almost like cruise control and just, and just float through a session without really kind of pushing yourself right and i found that when i started to incorporate even before i was really training as a powerlifter just when i incorporated like squats and and bench and deadlift obviously you know with those lifts that the whole kind of point is to, is to lift heavier weights so when i found that i was lifting doing those lifts and i was trying to lift heavier and heavier i found that my progress not i mean not only in terms of strength but in terms of my you know like aesthetics i found that all of those things started to improve as well so I mean, I was, i would always recommend anyone that, even if you're just training as a bodybuilder and you know, and you're just trying to put on size or to look good, I would still always recommend that you have an element of strength training in in your in your routine because I think that doing particularly those free lifts and so the, the heavy squat, deadlift, and bench, I think there are massive, massive uh, benefits to be had—not um, just in terms of performance, but in terms of anato-
0: anatomy and, and um, aesthetics as well. I think. I know you recently made a video speaking on your split. You know, what does your current workout split look like?
2: Basically, I, uh, uh deadl- I, sorry, I bench three times a week. I squat twice a week and I deadlift once a week. So, uh, if I run it through, so basically Monday, I squat. Tuesday, I bench. Wednesday, I deadlift. Thursday, I bench. Friday, I squat. And Saturday, I bench. So, I alternate bench every other day and I throw in deadlift and, and squat. Um, and then I have, I kind of, I also have like a, a pull and push uh, split, so basically on my squat and deadlift days I'll do a bit of kind of pull accessory work, so a bit of back and biceps, and then on my bench days I'll do some push accessory work, so chest, shoulders and triceps, and that is pretty much my split really.
0: Do you incorporate any ab exercises or any intense cardio, hit cardio, anything like I that? I don't, I mean, I've never done cardio in my life.
2: I mean, the, the, the closest I get to cardio is when I'm, you know, when I was doing uh, track and field, obviously I was doing, in the winter I was doing kind of longer track sessions, but it was still, you know, I mean, I, I'd never run further than maybe 200 meters at a push. And now I'm, I'm starting to integrate a tiny bit of sprinting. I'm, I'm taking it easy with my back, but I'm, I'm trying to sprint at least every other week now. So I'll just do, you know, just some strides and some, maybe some, 40 or 50 meter accelerations, but that's as close as I get to cardio. Um, In terms of abs, I should do more. I mean, since I've stopped jumping, I've got really lazy there. So I probably, probably do maybe some like cable crunches, maybe once a week at a push, but not as much as I should do really.
0: Moving on to what works for you, Matt, you know, I, I want to tend to incorporate or share with the listeners some of the things that work for you as it relates to resources. And one one resource that I think everybody needs to definitely add to their routine is reading and educating themselves about how the body works and you know, what you actually are exercising and working and training on. Now I know that, you know, you have a BSC degree in sports therapy. Is there a book recommendation that you can leave us with today? (laughs)
2: It sounds really bad, but I do. I mean, all of the reading I do, I do it online. You know, I don't,
0: Okay, I mean, so you're, was, you're more like a a blog article type of reader.
2: Yeah, and like, you know, I read like I read like research journals and stuff. I read things online, but I mean, since my university days, so this is going back like <laughs> five, six years. I haven't really, I haven't really read any books on you know on fitness and physiology. I used to have. I mean, when I was when I was at uni, I had, I had a massive anatomy and physiology journal, which literally contained everything you'd you know you'd ever want to know about about physiology, but. I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend that because it's quite, yeah, it's quite intense. You have to, you have to really kind of trawl through it to pick out bits you want. But I mean, I would just say, you know, just just Google if you if you, if you want to know something, you know, you can Google it, and it would, like within three or four results, you'll usually find some really decent, you know, some decent information there. It's just a case of kind of trying to trying to source it.
0: Is that would be would that be considered like your main resource as well? Like, is there a resource that you use that you must have, whether it's within your workouts or it's at home uh, preparing for meals? Is there a resource that you have that you can share with the listeners, a fitness resource, something like, a, you know, a six pack bag or a my fitness power app, something that helps you or aids you in maintaining and achieving your goals?
2: Um, I don't, I mean, I don't right now, but up until, uh, I mean, I was doing a, I was doing a powerlifting program called Wend. have you heard of Wendler 531? It's quite a, it's quite a popular one, and it's, um, so I was doing that, up, I was running that, that program up until a couple of months ago, and there's a brilliant, there's an app, an iPhone, or in fact, you can, you can get it on any, I think you can get it on Android as well, it's called Big Lifts, Big lift. um, and it, you basically, you, you download the app, it's a free download, and then you can... You can then choose, there's kind of loads of different templates. So there's there's Wendler in there, there's other, you know, there's there's smaller, there's other kind of uh, popular weightlifting routines. You put your chosen one in there and it then kind of generates your sessions for you. So obviously, it's, so it's been, particularly with Wendler. There was lots of kind of calculating maxes and different percentages and stuff. And having this app definitely saved me a lot of
0: time when I, when I was doing that. So I'll definitely recommend that one. Great recommendation. Good, big list. So check it out. All right, Matt. We're about to close out the show, but I never close out without getting a motivational quote. Is there one that you can share with us before we head away? Uh, I knew I knew you were going to ask me. I,
2: <laughs> I haven't got like I haven't got like a, a quote as such. Um, I mean, all I would say is, or in is... the word,
0: or in the words of Matt Does Fitness, take it away. Put <laughs> me <laughs> on the spot, man. Eh? <laughs>
2: I would I would just say that.
0: Um words of encouragement. Let's close out with something to encourage those who are listening, who are inspired by what you do, that follow you, um, that use what you do and how you do it to to help them with their journey. Let's leave them with some words of encouragement before we close out.
2: Okay. I, I would just say I would just say just don't don't stop. You know, I think I think a lot of people they set kind of like ceilings so they say, Oh, you know, I want to try and do this and then and they're very kind of um, they're very safe with their predictions or their targets, and then what they find is, or what a lot of people find is, they get to those targets kind of sometimes easier than they think, and then they're kind of stuck, you know, and, or they kind of they they kind of um, subconsciously turn off because they 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 kind of they're deep down they're satisfied with hitting that kind of uh, that target. I think you should always aim massive, you know. Always like when I was doing track and field, I would always come out and say, right, I'm going to jump i'm gonna I'm gonna jump massive in this competition even though you know objectively you know if someone could come and say that like, that's unrealistic I didn't care that in my head I genuinely believed I could do this and even now like, when I'm lifting weights i I genuinely believe I can lift massive numbers far far uh, far more than I can lift now and I honestly think that and I think that's what you need to do because if you set yourself a ceiling and obviously you are setting yourself up to fail and I think the the human body can adapt and can take a, you know, an unbelievable amount of stress. People don't realise how much your body can adapt to. You know, there are some incredible stories of people, you know, getting, picking up injuries or doing certain, you know, having certain problems and, and and adapting against all the odds. And I think until you really push yourself and you really set that kind of massive target for yourself, you never know what you can do. And obviously, you know, the the worst thing you want, the 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 worst thing you can have, is getting you know 50 years down the line, being an old man and thinking, I wonder if I could have done this, or you know, I wish. I wish I knew how far I could have gone. So I think you need to put kind of, you know, put it out there. Don't hold back. Um, and you know, if you do fail, then at least you failed, kind of going for it. The worst thing you could do is, like I said, is have regrets and kind of wonder what you could have done.
0: Well said, Matt. Well, you shared some great insight with us, Matt. Man, I really got the opportunity to get a better understanding of what you've been through and what you believe in and what you're about. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I hope everybody listening. Got a better idea of what's going on with Matt Does Fitness. So in the process, I need you to head over to YouTube right now, subscribe to his channel, and show him some support. Thanks, Matt, for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Everybody, if you enjoyed this interview and you want to know in-depth what we talked about today, head over to GetToFit.com slash MattDoesFitness, and you'll see everything that we talked about today. Also, don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a review and star and rate. That's how we grow the show. That's how we get more reach. Matt, again, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you coming on, and we will definitely look forward to the next upload, which I believe probably will be really soon because you're really consistent <laughs> Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Much power to you, man. We'll continue to support and, uh, and watch you grow, man. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. No
2: worries. It's been awesome. I had, had
0: a really good time. Awesome, man. That's a wrap.